live from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. You are locked and loaded on Live from America with Jeremy Harrell. I love you all and I thank you for this opportunity to talk to you. I love hearing your stories. America is far from dead. America is alive. America is here. Even the Democrats are waking up to the dead-end destructive policies of Joe Biden. The deepest level of worship is praising God through the pain. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a stand-up, God-fearing, God-loving thing to do. What a great thing. I love you guys. Remember, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest up. Keep your head up high. Welcome to Live from America, everybody. God bless you, and thank you for joining in. Tommy changed diapers? Yeah, you, uh, uh, you changed me. I, cha- I changed me you. Me changed me? No, no, no. You, you changed you. Me changed you. Uh, uh, wait, wait, wait a minute. I, I changed me. You changed... Uh, how the hell we go it? poopies now. Yeah, me too. Lunchtime? Yeah, it's lunchtime. Me have ice cream? You can't have my ice cream. Oh, I want ice This cream. is my ice cream. Please. I said no. Uh-oh, spaghetti-o. Where we go? Uh, we're going to get some ice cream. Ooh. Oh, man, this is so hard. I'm so excited we go bye-bye. Oh, I hope I don't fall down again. <laughs> I go pee-pee? Yeah, man, just go. <laughs> oh, man, that's warm. Feels pretty good. Oh, now I go poopy. Oh, man, I am so tired. We take bus? Yeah, let's take the bus. Yay! Oh, man, is that a ballot in your pocket or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> oh, man, this is so much easier. Now what we do? I don't know. I don't understand anything without an earpiece or a teleprompter. I don't understand without closed captions. Hey, where, where the hell am I? Oh, I can't now. Hey, are you okay, buddy? I beat Captain Quark. Uh, did I beat Trump? Fuck. Can you hear me? Uh, can you hear me? I said, can you hear me? Can, can Look at the engine on his head. Can <laughs> the engine can light. Can you hear me? <laughs> uh, can, can, can you hear me now? Can, can you hear me? <laughs> oh, what about now? Can you hear me now? Can, can you hear me now? We gotta get you some closed captioning fast. Uh, have you seen my baseball? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is Wednesday. Happy hump day. God bless each and every one of you. I'm so oh, sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, there we go. God bless each and every one of you. Welcome to Live from America. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> go ahead and shut that down. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was a that was one heck of a uh, that was one heck of a cold open there. I'm sorry to put you through that, but I don't know. I I have to say, I have to say, John Fetterman last night made Joe Biden look like Albert Einstein, and that is no joke. That is no joke. Uh, jo- John Fetterman was that bad last night. Fetterneck. Uh, his neck did not come through. The lump on his neck did not come through as an earpiece or anything else last night other than just to weigh him down even more, his, weigh down his uh, capacity to think. He didn't, it wasn't that he, couldn't even, that he couldn't find the words or couldn't put a sentence together. He couldn't find a thought. The guy did not, he did not have all, uh, he did not have anything working up here last night. It was really, really, really bad. And I, was, I jumped on at like 11 o'clock last night. And I did some recap. 
Uh, I did a recap of the of the major uh, debates last night, and we're going to kind of do those again today, but a little bit more in depth. We're going to show some video. We're going to show how incredibly bad it was, uh, and we're going to get right into it today because we've got a guest coming on, J.R. Majewski, uh, out of OHIO. You guys all know him, so we want to make sure that we leave enough time uh, to get him on in, in, in an appropriate amount of time here. So um, we're, we're just going to... We're just going to get right into it. Um, I will say this, though. Yesterday, you guys did it. You guys got every single LFA TV show in the top 20 on the Rumble leaderboard, ladies and gentlemen. We finally did it. When all those new shows came on, they were in the 40s. Then they worked their way up to the 30s. Then they worked their way up to the 20s. And now we are all in the top 20. And that is because of you guys. Remember, Rumble is all about the audiences rumbling each other, not the content creators. Rumble is about the audience, the fans, the family, not the people creating the videos. And that is where they take a completely different new direction than YouTube. So just remember that. Keep those little fingers rumbling. Keep that, uh, keep that share button going. Let's get it out there. We got a lot to cover today. And uh, we're going to do something a little bit different today. Instead of going to a verse of the day, because I did not get a newsletter out this morning. There was so much going on. Um, and, and big shout out to Antonio Sabato Jr., by the way. For having Dean Kane, Superman himself, was on the show this morning on It's My Turn. Of course, the loud majority guys came up next and killed it as they always do. Got our morning laugh in, and now we're gonna uh, we're gonna we're gonna bring those laughs into here, but also get a little bit more serious. And I wanted to read a, a verse for you today that I say is the scariest verse in the world, and I'm gonna do this for Christians, and I'm putting those quotes in the air. Then I'm going to show you a video, and we're going to pray, and then we're going to get right into the first and foremost section. Matthew 7, 21 through 23. If you have your Bibles, please grab your Bible, grab your phone apps. You can go to it really quick. It's Matthew 7, 21 through 23. And it says this, I never knew you. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven, on that day, Many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in, your, or prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Or depending on what verse, uh, Bible you have, uh, version you have, workers of iniquity, uh, same thing. It means the same thing. Can you imagine, ladies and gentlemen, Thinking your whole life that you're a Christian, going to church, all that, and then all of a sudden Jesus says to you at that final time, depart from me, I never knew you. I want to play a video for you real quick that actually represents this. What a scary verse for people who call themselves Christians. Please share the video. Please rumble the video. This is a, uh, a quick video put together of what happened after this girl died in a car crash. And what Jesus said to her. Let's go ahead and play this video. Lord, it's it's you. It is. And you are not one of my sheep. Ouch. What? Lord, I went to church. I know the scriptures. I told people about you. You know how much I gave up? Oh, really? Let's see.
Remember all of the times I asked for help and you walked right on by? Remember? I called you from prison many times and you never would take my call. Remember how many times I would come up to you and I would just ask for something to eat? Not even money, just food. Not even money, just food. And that's the end of that video. Let's go ahead and shut that off. But that's, that's what it is, folks. The scariest verse in the Bible for people who think that they're Christians. And I'm not saying they're pretending to be Christians. I'm saying you really need to evaluate the way you walk, the way you carry yourself. You really need to evaluate how you worship, what you say, what you do, what you ask for, what the desires of your heart are. You really need to make sure that you're there to help people. Remember, folks, remember, when somebody is less fortunate and down, you don't look down on them unless you're reaching down to pick them up. You understand that? You do not ever look down on anybody unless you're reaching down to pick them up. <sighs> Jeremy, that was not for Christians. Jesus was speaking to unbelieving Jews. Actually, Jesus is speaking to everybody who reads the word of, the, uh, of Jesus for his entire life. That is for Christians. That is for Christians. Everything that Jesus ever spoke for was not only for the Jew, but for the Gentile and the future Christians. It's for everybody. It's for God's children. Yes, it was meant for Jews at that time, but it was also meant for Gentiles. It's meant for everybody. It's meant for everybody. So just remember, ladies and gentlemen, carry yourself well. Let's go to the Lord in prayer now. Please remove your hats if you're wearing one, and let's have our verse, uh, I mean, our uh, Lord's prayer. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And you want to know something, ladies and gentlemen, our guest, J.R. Majewski, he's actually in the, on deck right now. He's actually in the waiting room. And I just saw, even while he was in the waiting room, he took his hat off to pray. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a man of God. Lift up your cups. Let's get to our first and foremost section so we can get to bringing him on quicker. Please like, rumble, and share the video. Share, share, share the rumble link. Repost on Getter. Here we go. We have a super video put together from last night. Of John Fetterman. Now, I could go and I could play you everything that happened last night. I could go and I could play you the entire um, debate, but that is on my Getter page. It's probably best for you to just watch it there uh, if you want to watch the whole thing because we don't have time yeah, to play the whole thing. Take Hold on. Tired Hold on. We're going to play. We're going to pause that. Let's get. I, I want to play this, uh, this highlight reel, this super highlight reel of basically everything that John Fetterman said or lack thereof last night to show the world that he was super incompetent. And I got to tell you, Dr. Oz, whether he deserves to win or not, he won by default last night. He won by default last night. But Dr. Oz was on point with a lot of things. I just didn't like a few things he had to say. But he won just by showing up. And John Fetterman should have never shown up. Let's play this video now. Old masses and put them on a bus. Are there, everybody in Braddock, uh, an overwhelmingly majority uh, community. Start of, that over. Of black. There we go. Hi. Good night, everybody. Good night. 
Good night, everybody. No, I, here's what I think we have to fight about inflation here right now. That's what we need to fight about inflation. And I believe that, again, my doctors, the real doctors that I believe in, they all believe that I'm ready to be served. Uh, that, that's like, he, uh, he got his Pennsylvania right, house from his own inlays from a, a dollar. Inlays? Oh, uh, I, I, I do support fracking. And I don't, I don't, I support fracking. And I stand and I do support fracking. Okay. Now, we, we all have to make sure that everyone that works is able to, that's, that's the most American bargain, that if you work full-time, <laughs> you should be able to live in dignity as well. True. That, that's what I believe. I don't ever recall in the Statue of Liberty did they say, you know, you know take our tired huddle masses and put them on a bus. Are there everybody in Braddock, uh, an overwhelmingly majority uh, community of, of black uh, community all understood what happened. You know, they uh, they understood what happened, and everybody agreed that. And whether it was a $50 tax break, you know, about his farm in Montgomery County. So it's about supporting and helping, you know, young earners, excuse me, young, young, uh, young Today, students. Junior. How exactly, Mr. Federman, do you propose doing that to make it more affordable for, a fa for families? No, I, I just believe. I just making it that much. I just more, believe it, it, it costs too much, and I believe <laughs> providing the resources to to reduce the tuition to allow families to be able to afford it. And they can't afford it anymore because of interest rates. I've talked to families. You want to cut Social Security, M Mr. Fetterman? It's his turn for his closing. <laughs> hey, look. Uh... I'm not laughing at the fact that a guy had a stroke and he and he clearly cannot even have a thought that's transformed into a word, that is transformed ultimately into a sentence, that is transformed ultimately into a paragraph. All things I think that you should be able to do if you want to be a United States senator. The people that are running his campaign, his wife, everybody around him that supposedly cares about him, they don't care about him. They don't care about him. They should have just done exactly what J.R. Majewski's opponents are doing, uh, not debating. They should have done what Carrie, uh, Katie Hobgoblin is doing, not debating. They should have just done that because him coming out last night like he did right there, that lost the election for him. That lost the election because the only people that are actually praising John Fetterneck is Fox News. Believe it or not, Fox News is making it sound like John Fetterneck is courageous and he went up there and he stood tall and, and they're making Oz sound like a radical. That's Fox News. I told you they were going to go down the drain real quick and that's exactly what they're doing. That's why you can't watch election coverage anywhere else but LFA TV on November 8th. That's pretty much it. Now, let me just tell you where I was not happy with Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz got three strikes for me last night. Now, I'm not saying I'm not voting for the guy. All I'm saying is he will not be who you think he is. And, he, and, 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 and the worst thing about what he did was, was last night with President Trump. Um, he was asked... In a, new, in, in a new poll that, that, that they showed, they showed if, if the race was, uh, was held today and it was Donald Trump versus Joe Biden again, Donald Trump would edge him out by one, percent point, one percentage point. Would you support Donald Trump uh, running again in 2024? And he goes, I'll support whoever the Republican nominee is. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Shut that Muslim hole in your face. Back up the lying truck for a minute. Back up the backstabbing truck for a minute. Beep, beep, beep. Donald Trump endorsed you. If it wasn't for him, then your opponent would be there. Probably who should be there. Not you, but you're there. So we have to deal with it. 
So when you said last night, I'll support whoever the nominee is, eh, wrong answer, moron. And then he they were asked, who is the biggest threat? Who is the biggest foreign threat to the United States of America uh, for our sovereignty, for everything? I could not believe my, I could not believe my ears when I heard John Federneck stumble through China. China is our worst enemy, our biggest enemy, our biggest threat. Boom, he got it right. I was like, uh-oh, he went against the grain on that one. He went against the grain on that one. He's going to be in trouble by Papa Daddy Biden today. Right? And then he says, um, he says China, and it goes over to Dr. Oz, and Dr. Oz says Russia and Iran. Now, I'm not saying Iran is not a big threat. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. But he said Russia and Iran. And he's a huge Ukraine supporter, by the way, just so you know. Huge Ukraine supporter. Now, going back to the Trump question, he was asked again, just to confirm, are you saying that you would not support Donald Trump? And he goes, oh, no, I would. I do support him. I'll support him if he decides to run. That right there is a template, diplomatic GOP answer. I was not happy with it. I don't care. I see a lot of people say, well, he did say, he did come back and say he supported him. Look, you either unequivocally support the man who supported you and got you in this place to begin with, or you don't. You know Dr. Oz does not, period. It's that simple. It's that simple. So I wasn't happy with it, but he won. He destroyed John Federneck because John Federneck can't talk. Put somebody up there that can talk and Dr. Oz would have got destroyed last night. That is my honest breakdown of that debate, period. That's my opinion from what I watched and I watched the debate more than once and that is my opinion. That's it. If somebody was up there who was competent and actually saying a word, Dr. Oz would have been destroyed. So he's lucky he was going up against John Federneck. I will say that there was a many times, though, that Dr. Oz did sound like he was very competent, knew what he was talking about, but there, there was a lot of things he was afraid to answer. He would not answer them. He was giving those template GOP answers. I do not deal with template GOP answers. They tried to get me to do it here in my race. Not happening. That's why I was the only one that stood up and said, I support more of a ban on abortion. And my Republican colleagues and friends said, well, we're happy with the 24-week ban. Okay, we're happy with killing a kid at six months when you know it's sex, you know it's, uh, it can live outside the womb. Yeah, we're cool with that. Yeah, not me. Not me. Let's move on. We're going to move on because he was absolutely horrible. But guess who else was horrible in his campaign? His communications director, folks. Um, I do want to say that uh, for all the kids that are in the room, uh, viewer discretion advised because you are going to hear an F-bomb in this video. But his communications director came out after the train wreck of a debate and then dropped the F-bomb to reporters. I mean, talk about one, tr- one, wild fi- I mean, one uh, uh, dumpster fire on top of another dumpster fire, right? Uh, Fox was not positive to Fetterman, friends. Fox was not positive to Fetterman. Fox was actually very positive to Fetterman, maybe not on every show, but, they, but there, was, there was a lot of times where they're saying he was courageous for doing it, just to let you know. But anyway, here is, uh, here is his comms director acting like an absolute fool afterwards. Check this out. For all the people, all of us who've been knocked down but got back up. Well, Dr. He's going to fight for the big corporations who are ripping us off. He's going to fight for the big pharmaceuticals who are ripping us off and the oil companies who are jacking up prices. I think the people of Pennsylvania saw a relatable guy who's been doing his recovery in public for quite some time. And for a guy who's just, you know, in the hospital months ago, took it to Dr. Oz pretty fucking hard tonight. Joe, just to clarify, well, said, uh, Oz you hear that? You hear that? He said a guy who was just in a hospital not too long ago. Uh, came out and took it to Dr. F and Oz tonight. That, that, what they're trying to do is say, who cares that he had a stroke? Look at his courage. 
Look at his strong, courageous man and the courage of the, uh, of the lump on his neck. Wow. Larry Reha says, I'm not worthy of this crowd. I'm not Christian. Cut it out, Larry. And by the way, guys, that's just Larry being Larry. Cut it out, Larry. Stop trying to cause. You know we love you, Christian or not. We know we love you. He's worthy. He knows it. Larry, we love you. Come on, Jeremy. I watched it. Fox was negative. Greg, are you talking about during the debate? I'm not talking about during the debate, Greg. I'm talking about the coverage afterwards. I'm talking about coverage this morning. I, just, I said not every show said he was great. I didn't say any Fox said he was great. Fox said he was courageous, and they made it sound like Oz was a radical. That's exactly what happened. Now, I'm not saying every person said it. I'm sure there's people on Fox who have their own thinking. Look at Tucker. He has his own thinking, right? Maria Bartiromo, they have their own thinking. But the Fox organization as a whole, we're trying to create a safety net for Fetterman, period. It is the way it is. <clears throat> Courage does not save us. Exactly. Exactly. I thought the mediators were fair, pleasantly surprised. I thought they were fair to a point, but you, if you watch it, rewatch it, they, uh, they're constantly saving John Fetterman with the ding, 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 ding. They were giving him far less time to speak than Dr. Oz. Now, normally you would say, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You got to give, you gotta give uh, both of them the exact main amount of time. But they were doing that on purpose so, that they, so they could save Fetterman. That's exactly what was happening. If he cannot talk, how could he represent us in the future? He makes no sense. Amen. Cynthia, Fox is the new CNN. I, amen. And, and Greg, I'm not saying you're wrong, by the way. I'm not saying that, um, that you didn't hear Fox be negative about him. But if you watch any, anything else of Fox, you'll see that they were very, uh, they were very uh, sympathetic towards him. We'll put it that way. Empathetic, sympathetic, whatever you want to call it. I actually like Jesse Waters. Yeah, Jesse's not bad. He's still, a, he's still a fox. He will do whatever Fox tells him to do. Jesse will do whatever Fox tells him to do. He's no, he's no Tucker Carlson yet. All right, so let's move on from that, and we're going to go to Tudor Dixon. Now, I want to show you a series of videos uh, from Tudor Dixon's uh, debate last night. I think she did a wonderful job. Again, I'm going to give you an honest-to-God, um, an unbiased opinion of the, of the, of the debate. Tudor Dixon was very nervous in the very beginning, and, and I think those nerves showed all the way through the debate which was really odd because Tudor is very intelligent, very classy, very smart, and lived her whole life in media. Now, you'll see that if you watch the video and then watch the way she addressed the media afterwards, she was much more comfortable with the media because she's been media for a, long, for a very long time. I'm not saying she didn't wipe the floor with her opponent, Governor Gretchen Whitmer. She did. She wiped the floor with her. There is no clear or clean comparison between the two. So let me go ahead and show a few of these videos right now um, from Tudor Dixon. Uh, and her debate last night, she, she, I mean, if you were to give Tudor Dixon an eight in the debate, you would have to give Gretchen Whitmer like a two. That's how bad she beat her. And I think she learned some things. Look, we're spoiled with Carrie Lake. Let's just say it. Let's just call it like it is. We're spoiled with Carrie Lake as a, uh, as a, as, as a, a boss like President Trump, who, who's not afraid to say something. Tudor Dixon is that way, but she's a very different uh, she, she comes at it from a very different perspective. She's more reserved than Carrie. And so I feel like I'm spoiled with Carrie, and that's the only reason I have any critique on Tudor at all. But let's go to these videos here. Ms. Dixon, you have a rebuttal? 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure I just heard an audible gasp around town when Gretchen Whitmer said that kids were out of school for three months. Perhaps she wasn't paying attention to what was actually happening. Even We even had schools that were closed this year. This is shocking to me that she thinks that schools were only closed for three months, or maybe she thinks she can convince you that schools were only closed for three months, but you know better because your students are the ones that are desperately behind. And the test scores show that she's being dishonest about this. She's being dishonest about even trying to get into these schools to get these schools back on track. So there was one video by Tudor, and uh, let's go right to the next one here. Here we go. And she can work with anybody, but now the bills from Republicans are a gimmick. In fact, I, I think she's been on the House floor twice, so maybe she should have gone and tried to negotiate so that she could actually get some of those tax cuts. And I love how she says, just so you know, we never increased the gas tax. Yes, thanks to my lieutenant governor candidate who made sure we did not increase the gas tax. But even though in 2018 she stood on the debate floor and said it was nonsense and ridiculous, the idea of her raising the gas tax to pay for roads it was one of the first things that she tried to do when she was in office so there's another great video by Tudor. Let's go to the next one here. We have, we have to be really bunch. careful that we don't kneecap our economy with a radical energy agenda. And Line 5 has not been shut down, but that's not because Gretchen Whitmer hasn't tried. In fact, even Joe Biden came out and said, you can't really shut this down. In fact, Justin Trudeau, who I would say is the most radical environmentalist in the entire world, came out and invoked a 1977 treaty telling Gretchen Whitmer she could not shut down Line 5. So the only reason it's not shut down is because other people have stopped her radical energy agenda. So Tudor was really rocking it. I think we got one more here from Tudor. It's absolutely true that a broken rim is devastating. I know because I had one this year. In fact, I've had five flat tires on these roads. They are a total disaster. And they're costing the people of Michigan $5,000 a year in road repairs. So if this is how she fixes the roads, well, I guess we can look back at her other promises, too. What were they? Transparency, clean water, fixing the roads? Failures. Failures. And, and so now I want to go and I want to play the video. Quickly. Hold um, on. There's a video of Tudor. We have a, where is this at? Okay, I have another video here of Tudor where she's actually handling, uh, handling the media afterwards, the questions from the media. And again, she absolutely killed this one. Now, when, when people say, I don't think she looked nervous at all. No, she didn't look nervous in those clips. What I'm talking about is there was a lot of times where she was you know, going down and reading and then coming back up and she was stuttering a lot. And I just, I chalked that up to nerves. I'm not saying that she was bad in any way. Look, when my com kids come home and tell me they got an A, I say, what could we have done to get an A plus? So I am very critical. I'm very critical of myself as well. Um, so you're just going to hear that. And in no way do I want anybody to take that as, is that I think she did a terrible job or, or anything. I just think we could always all do better. And here's the last clip from, uh, from Tudor Dixon actually absolutely handling the media. One question after another, one from one reporter to another without skipping a beat. Tudor, Joey Capilouth with Associated Press. The governor mentioned uh, some comments you made about the upcoming November election and you know what would have to happen with the Secretary of State for you not to accept those results. You've, can you maybe talk about that? You know What would have to go wrong, I guess, for you not to accept results in I've November? I just made it clear that if she runs an illegal election again, that would be a problem. I'm hoping that she won't do that. Tudor, you cl uh, Jonathan Osting, Bridge, Michigan. Um, you claim that the governor forced people to get vaccines. Can you clarify that comment? Michigan never had a mandate. Um, I was talking about her Vax to Normal program that said if we wanted to have our freedoms and liberties back that we had to get to a certain percentage of people that were vaxxed. Tutor Zach Gorchow from Dog Worthy Service. You've been critical of um, schools remaining closed, but as governor, what would you have done 
for school districts, their school boards decided we are going to remain in a virtual posture instead of going to in-person. What could you have done? What would you have done? We saw other states like Florida that said we are going to have schools in person, that that's critical, and that's what we should have done in the state of Michigan. We saw schools, we saw other states opening their schools and the children were safe and they ended up having much less learning loss than the state of Michigan. Mrs. Dixon, Samantha Rich from the Michigan Daily. Um, Governor Whitmer kind of stressed her record of bipartisan collaboration and I'm just wondering what your plan is to work across the aisle. Yeah, it's interesting that she talks about that because there are actually legislators that she's never met. So I would sit down with our legislators and meet with them regularly. Tutor, Thank you. Uh, Craig Mauger from the Detroit News. Governor Whitmer asked you at one point, do you really think that books are more dangerous than guns? You didn't directly respond to that. What's your response to that question? I think there are dangers all over for our children. I don't rank one as different than the other. I want to make sure our kids are safe no matter what. Tutor, I'm Ariana Heyman from the Open Coast. You criticized your opponent for failing to fix the roads. So I'm wondering how you plan to fix it and how you plan to pay for them. Yeah, we've talked about this, that we want to make sure that we work with the legislature to get the road funding in there. Look, she had a budget that she's increased by nearly $20 billion and she wasn't able to find the money. So I want to sit with the, our legislature and work with them to make sure All right. that, that is so basically the, what I want to do highlight there is Tudor just went from one reporter white right to the next boom 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 and I got to say last night she showed that she is she is ready to be on this stage she really did she did a wonderful job and um, do not let my critiquing of these people and their debates uh, in any way turn you off from supporting these people they're great people they did a wonderful wonderful job now before we move on to the last a uh, uh, quick debate here which is Lee Zeldin and the unelected Wicked Witch of the East, Kathy Hochul. Uh, I do want to say Patriot Donnie jumped in just for a second, and then he left. We love you, Patriot Donnie. Come back. Uh, he said to come in. He said he came in and told us to do our research and then bounced. Um, we do that every day, and we love you. Uh, Barb, thank you very much for the donation. C. Beck, God bless you for that as well. Mocha Powered, love you. And Greg77, not holding any, any, any uh, hard feelings about having a, a, a conversation back and forth, and that's why I love him. Um, so we've got about 3,400 3, people here on Rumble. We've got a couple thousand people on Getter. I'll ask you guys to do another quick repost before we bring in our guest. And let's go to Lee Zeldin and, and show you the... I want to show you two clips. One's a minute long, one's just a few seconds. But Lee Zeldin really held uh, unelected ga uh, Governor Kathy Hochul's feet to the fire and crushed her in every way, shape, or form last night. Check it out. Yeah, I mean, the, the reality is, and I've been asking for months, and my opponent still can't finish this sentence. You can't expect her to ever fix it. But New York leads the entire nation in population loss because. She actually got asked this question by the media a few weeks ago when she was at Binghamton Airport. She probably would love to have a redo because she messed it up that time. For me, you ask me, why does New York lead the entire nation in population loss? Because their wallets, their safety, their freedom, and their quality of their kids' education are under attack. So they're hitting their breaking point. They're looking at other states like the Carolinas, Tennessee, Texas, Florida, and elsewhere, and they feel like their money will go further, they'll feel safer, and they'll live life freer. The state is at a crossroads. We were at a crossroads in 1994 when New York elected George Pataki, and we're at a crossroads right now. I've but as far as what happens with Kathy Hochul and one-party rule for four more years, outsized power of self-described socialists, we need balance and common sense restored to Albany. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Balance and common sense restored to Albany, and uh, I want to go play another clip for you real quick, if I can, and this is the moment that um, that he actually won the debate and hopefully won the, the election, is when they were talking about crime and bail reform and how that has hurt us. Please, please, please share, share, share. Here we go. 
This governor, who still, to this moment, we're at, what are we, halfway through the debate? She still hasn't talked about locking up anyone committing any crimes. Okay. Anyone is- who commits a crime under our laws, especially with the change we made to bail, has consequences. I don't know why that's so important to you. All I know is that we could do more. I don't know why that's so important to you. You don't know why that's so important, the crime. That, that's the part that really, that, that really blew my mind right there. She's like, I don't know why it's that important to you. Uh, how about the guy that just killed that 18-year-old for being a Trump supporter and he got out on bail? Do you think that he should be out on bail? How about other people, the BLM, the Antifa people that, that, are, that are, you know, killing and crushing streets? Do you think they should be out on bail? And he's like, she's like, I don't know why that's so important to you. What a very, very, very stupid thing to say. I don't know why that's important to you. Look how many people that is important to across, the, uh, across uh, New York and across the United States of America, folks. I don't know why that's important to you. It's important because crime is running rampant. Crime is running rampant and we need to stop it now. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and bring in a guest. But before we do, I want to just uh, take this time to give love to one of our sponsors here. I, l- what I say is this. Yesterday, Lee Zeldin was gold. Okay, Tudor Dixon was money in the bank. And uh, Dr. Oz, because of the fact of who he was debating, he was gold. So ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead right now and give some love to one of our sponsors, and that is Gold Co. This is how you help uh, yourself. This is how you save your, uh, your money. This is how you save the worth of your money and the bottom from dropping out of the dollar and destroying everything that you've ever worked for. This is how you save your nest egg. You put your money in places where it's going to be secure. And I don't know if you know this right now, folks, but China and Russia have been stockpiling gold like it's going out of style. And Iran is in there, too. And you know what their whole goal is? Their entire goal is to collapse the U.S. dollar so that the U.S. dollar is no longer the reserve currency. And they are going to make their own new currency. And that is going to be the new world reserve. That is what their plan is. And they're stockpiling gold. So why don't you do a little bit of stockpiling, uh, stockpiling at a Fetterman moment, moment there of your own, go to goldcode.com or call 855-559-3433. Secure your money today and stop letting Biden and everybody else destroy how much it's worth and then sending what's left to Ukraine so that somebody can wear a leather thong. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the moment you've all been waiting for, we're going to bring in our guest of the day. He's been here before. Some say that he might be a long lost brother of mine. He does definitely look a lot like me and I like him, depending who's older. Ladies and gentlemen, Ohio, District 9 U.S. Congress Representative Trump-endorsed J.R. Majewski back on LFA. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing good, brother. Good show, man. I like it. Man, I am so, so happy to follow what you're doing, and I'm so happy to see that you're standing up and you're not wavering and you're not doing any GOP template uh, talks or answers. And I got to tell you, that's what President Trump wants. He does not want people to just, you know, join the crowd. He wants people to go against the grain. He wants fighters I believe he has that in you. Your opponent won't even debate you. Is, is that correct? Right. That's correct. She won't debate me. Um, you know, she's had, she has multiple reasons why um, that she's put out in public. There's been multiple news media outlets that have asked us to debate. And um, we've, you know, without any hesitation, have agreed. But I think Marcy, you know, Marcy Kaptur has been in office for 40 years, man. And, uh, you know, she's a tactical, um, very intelligent, as is, 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 Terrible that is that feels coming out of my mouth. Um, vindictive Democrat that understands that if she gets on the stage with me, 
um, you know, she's she's going to be annihilated because, yeah. you know, this this entire election is a referendum on the policies that she's been supporting. And after 40 years in office, it's the writing is there on the wall. It's in it's on congressional record. And she can't hide from the devastation that that she's helped create here in Northwest Ohio. I got to say, I think you hit the nail on the head right there. There isn't too many uh, stupid Democrats. They're not stupid. They're very smart. They're very cunning, unless they are, are John Fetterman. They're very, very intelligent. They know exactly what they're doing. They're not stupid. They're just evil. And you're right. Uh, they are afraid. They're afraid to have the sound bites. They're afraid to have the, the clips. They're afraid to have the memes made about them. It is more of a, of a harm for them um, to debate than it is to just not debate. And it's easy to say, I'm not going to give my time to some, you know, domestic violent extremist, some radical MAGA Republican. Uh, so it's, it's actually a weird world that we live in where it's, they can actually get away with it. Yeah, they can get away with it because they have dark money groups and they have, you know, people like nasty Nancy Pelosi that's willing to, to contribute millions of dollars um, to her campaign. And, um, you know, the Democratic Party, one thing, one thing that they do that Republicans fail to do is... Um, express and, and stay true to loyalty and uh that, that's an undertone that i picked up from the beginning of your show and i think that's an undertone that riddles the republican party today we don't know what the hell loyalty is and, and, and at the end of the day um we need to be loyal first and foremost to our constituents um we all know we need to be loyal to our to our god and to fit you know our, our faith but we also have to be loyal to our friends and neighbors and when you have a guy like president trump that's been risking his own personal life his family's life for the past couple of years and uh, he selects a, a fighter like myself or, you know, a fighter like Dr. Oz, if you call him a fighter. I, I haven't watched the debate and I, I haven't been following that race other than laughing at some of the uh, Fetterman clips. But, um, you know, when, when President Trump puts it out on the line there yeah. and, uh, you know, he, he chooses to um, make that selection to endorse you. I mean, there, there's a there's a level of loyalty that you owe him. And uh, you don't have to ask me twice. If he runs in 2024, he's got my endorsement. He's got my full support. And uh he knows that I'm a guy that can kick some ass if he needs me to. And that's what I, and that's what I think he loves about you. That's what we love about you. I know that, uh, you know, we are, we're not your, your, your old school brand of Republicans here. You know that we are, we are the new MAGA Republicans. We're not bending over for the Democrats anymore. We're not getting in on our knees for them. If they call us racist, we laugh in their face and then shut them down instead of running away. And, uh, I think the sooner that the, the major the, the GOP realizes that they don't have the grip that they used to have, the better for the party. They want us to conform to them. We want them to conform to us. And I think President Trump's endorsement record stands for itself. Who's in control? I agree. And, you know, it's funny that you say that because I've developed an analogy, uh, somewhat of a short story on the difference between the new MAGA Republicans and the, the old school uh, Republicans. And it, and it goes like this. You know, Republicans like us, the Republican Party that President Trump has created, we're the kind of guys and gals that like to... Uh, you know, go to church on Sunday. We love our family, our friends. We love to grill a good steak on our Traeger grill. We love a fireworks show. We stand every time and we salute the flag. And we and we 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 understand that our love for this country comes first and foremost. Then you have the old school Republicans. They love God, too. They love their families. They love their friends. Right. But they love a good golf game, a fine cigar and a nice glass of scotch. Now, here's the difference. I want those Republicans to come to my cookout. I want to show them this, the best damn fireworks show they've ever had. And I want to show them that you don't have to go to a restaurant and pay $200 for a steak. You can just come over to my place and it'll taste better. Hey, that's a they good want us, that's They a good want point. me to go to the golf course, right? Yep. They, want to stick this, they want to stick this chunky frame into a cardigan that doesn't fit. And then they want to, <laughs> they want to make fun of my short game. 
Hey, here's where well, we need here's here's where we need to be. Okay. They need to understand that when I light fireworks at my place, I'm not gonna blow up the whole neighborhood. I'm not dangerous. I understand and I'm responsible with those fireworks. And that, and and I need to understand that just because I hit the ball farther than them, you know, and, and I gotta work on my short game. When they do tell me how to use that club, I need to listen. And we can come to that happy medium. We can, but we need to hold each other accountable and we need to understand the landscape in which we do. And Republicans need to uh, praise each other in public and criticize each other behind closed doors because that's what a working professional does. That's what a respectable human being does. Instead, they're running out and becoming Instagram models. They're, they're running out to yeah. you know all these mainstream news media outlets and they're building their own personal social network profile. And if we continue to treat Republican candidates and Republican elected officials like superstars, when they come in the room, if the first thing we do is go take a selfie with them rather than ask them what they've done for us lately, oh. we're giving them we're giving them the platform and the mindset to act like celebrities. Amen. And when I think of a celebrity, the first thing that I that comes to my mind is an actor. And folks, we don't want actors in Congress. We want real men and women that want to fight for the people that they represent. And I've said it since I've started this campaign and I continue saying it today, I'm not a role model. I'm a real model. I'm a fallible man. I'm a guy that makes mistakes, but I learn, I listen, and I have a very, very successful professional career that I built over the past 20 years that is going to allow me to go into Congress. And uh, I'll be the only guy in Congress that understands energy policy. That's not just making it a talking point. I've lived it for 20 years. And when AOC and these other radicals stand on the floor of Congress and they tell us we need an electric car, I'm going to tell them why nuclear power. And uh, I'll also say that I support fracking and I won't stutter. Well, there you go. And you said the word, you, you took the word right out of my mouth that I tell, that I say every day. And I say it to my kids every day, accountability. We don't have it anymore. We need to make people accountable nowadays. We need to, hey, if, if accountability means that you're, that you're publicly shamed, oh, well, that's accountability. If accountability means you're locked up, oh, well, that's accountability. If accountability means you lost an election, oh, well, that's accountability. You should learn from it. And that's what, we're too afraid to be held accountable. But, but one thing before we move on to the next topic here is that you talked about the short game and the long game and how the Republicans want you to come out on the golf course and, and, and fit your, your chunky frame into a cardigan. But uh, remember, Adam Sandler said that golf requires goofy pants and a fat ass. So you and I are halfway there. All we have to yeah, do is get those yeah. goofy pants. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I, I can agree to that. I can agree to that. Hey, uh, agree. The, the, your district, I'm yeah. sure you've knocked on plenty of doors. I'm sure you've talked to plenty of people. What have they said about your district in the, uh, for the last 25 years? I'm sure that it's not been good there. I'm sure that the, the easiest campaign slogan is, have you had enough yet? And it seems to me like in your district, somebody's been in charge for quite a long, long time. Or, or, yeah. or, or, or a series of people have been in charge for a long, long time. And it's destroying Ohio. Ohio is probably one of the hardest hit states in the nation when it comes to, the, to their economy, when it comes to jobs, when it comes to blue-collar jobs. Ohio's been hit hard, and I don't think the world or the country puts a big enough spotlight on Ohio. What say yeah. you? Well, I, I would say this. You know, in, in, the, in the center of my district, the most highly populated area is Toledo, Ohio. And for those of you that haven't heard of Toledo, Ohio, think of the, the Jeep. The automobile, the Jeep, is made in Toledo. That's the only place in the world it's made. And um, Toledo used to be the number four exporter of coal. We have, uh, you know, 
a really, really sound infrastructure of, of, of a Lake Erie lakefront with, with a port. We had an operating airport that has, uh, you know, become run down by the bureaucrats and no commercial airlines fly out of our airport anymore. And the other distinct thing about Toledo, Ohio, it is the only city in the United States that holds the intersection to the longest interstates, I-75 that runs from Michigan all the way down to Florida and I-8090 that runs from San Francisco to New York. And here's the thing, Jeremy, these dark market drug dealers, traffickers, all these other nefarious outlets, they have taken advantage of this infrastructure. They're, they're smuggling drugs. They're, they're moving, you know, they're, they're, they're stealing children. They're, 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 you know, smuggling immigrants. I mean, you name it, they're doing it and they're using the infrastructure that has been given to this society that businesses aren't allowed to use. They're, they're, I don't want to say they're not allowed, but they're over and hyper-regulated to the point that yeah. businesses have done nothing but left. And in Michigan, you have this, uh, you have a, a bridge that connects Canada, our number one trading partner, right by way of Detroit. And right now they're building a new bridge. It's called the Gordie Howe Bridge. It's going to give us interstate access into Canada. So no longer do you have to go through the traffic of Detroit uh, you just, you know, these, these um, trucks logistically can get right into Canada mm -hmm. and businesses are starting to pop up all along the interstate in I-75, mm -hmm. but they're stopping before Toledo. And there's a good span of real estate that could house these new businesses, these small businesses that could take advantage of this new, uh, you know, this new, new path of transport, but they're not doing it because of the, uh, you know, the leaders that are in Toledo and the only constant in the past 40 years is, is that it are this crime has risen. The population has dropped and Marcy Kaptur has been in office. And this is, a, this is a year of forties. Okay. Our strategic oil reserves are at a 40 year low inflation's at a 40 year high mm. and Marcy Kaptur is the only Congresswoman that's been in office for 40 years. We got to make three changes. And I can't describe those three changes better than the ones that I just mentioned. Well, I, I, I think, uh, again, your best, um, your best chance is the fact that you are up again. And not to say take anything away from you or what your, your skill level is and what you know about Ohio. But I think all Republicans' best chance is the fact that Democrats are so terrible. They're so bad. They're so easy to beat. It's just about getting the message out there to the normal people. Because when I was in my debate the other night here in New Hampshire for state representative, they, did not even, they didn't even know... Uh, that, uh, that the vaccine that we have is emergency use only. They did not know anything about community that we do not have access to that is the only approved drug. They didn't know anything about that. They didn't know anything about fentanyl. They didn't know anything about the invasion of the southern border. They actually scoffed at me when I talked about it. And I said, where do you think the fentanyl is coming from? You think they're dropping it out of planes with little parachutes on it? No, it's coming through the southern border. So again, it's, it, we have a very easy opponent the problem is the messaging, getting it out there because it's getting censored everywhere. So you always have a platform here uh, all the way leading up to the election and afterwards, sir. Uh, hopefully you can join us on election night for a little bit of a, for maybe to come in from your election headquarters or something, Let's maybe pop in yeah. and, and, and talk to us. We would love that because we're going to be doing election coverage here. And I'll give you the last 30 seconds. Uh, make your plea to Ohio as why they should um, vote for you. Well, I would say this. My opponent has spent nearly $3 million dollars slandering me uh, both personally and professionally. And, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, a commonality that you're seeing, you know, between myself and, and democratic other, other Republican candidates that are running for office. The Democrats are hiding. They're trying to buy this election. And, 
you know, the Republican Party and candidates like myself that are, you know, America first, we're not out selling ourselves and taking big corporate money. We're not taking lobbyist money. Um, you know, I, I've, I've made it a point to stay away from, you know, any super PACs, any PACs that as, as much as I could legally. Right. And, um, you know, the only the only money I've accepted, it's been from organizations that have a distinct role to play in the ninth district of Ohio that is beneficial to, you know, all of the people that live here. And um, you haven't raised as much money as the other candidates, but folks, I won a primary against two elected officials that had a hell of a lot more money than me. And Marcy Kaptur has three times the money that I have. And I know how to win elections. You don't have to be a smart man or a genius to run for office. You just have to be honest. You have to have integrity. You have to love the country and you have to have founding principles and ethics that you're going to stand on. You have to wake up every day willing to fight. And that's what we've been doing. I've been working 16, 18 hours a day. So is my team. And uh, we're going to be the Cinderella story of this election. I promise you that. They're going to look back and say, this dude beat two elected officials. And here he comes. He outseats, he unseats the longest standing female member of Congress who mm. outspent him by five times. Wow. And I'm going to do that because of folks like yourself. And uh, we need your help. I'm not lying. The hardest thing to do is ask for money. The easiest thing to do is ask excuse me, the easiest thing to do is speak the truth. And I wake up every day doing that. I don't write speeches. I speak from my heart. Same with me. And it's, it's, it's a gift that I've been given by God and it's led us to where we are today. Yep. So I would ask you, Jeremy, and your audience, you know, I've been on all these other shows. Steve Bannon has helped me, you know, the, uh, every, every other, you know, great MAGA uh, podcast or show that I've been on um, make the decision. Are you willing to, reach into your, into your pockets and, and give me five bucks for a yard sign. If not, give me 10 prayers. There you go. All 10 friends. There you right? go. It's not about the money. It's about the movement and uh, getting on Facebook and sharing messages and, you know, helping fight back these fake democratic bot accounts that are saturating all of our Republican messages and, and fighting back the censorship that we get from all of these mainstream media platforms is, is, I could tell you it is a uh, it's something that is fundamental and would help candidates like myself um, to a high degree. Well, there you go, folks. J.R. Majewski, the number four Congress. Before you leave, sir, I'm going to say a prayer for you right here. So, Lord and Heavenly Father, Lord and Heavenly Father, there are true men and women who love you, who love to do your uh, to, to, to walk in your light, who love to follow your commandments who want to just make a safer environment for this country, Lord. You know them. You've lifted them up. You've restored health in order for them to do this. You've given them courage. You've inspired them through the word. Lord, we just ask that you put a full armor of God around Mr. J.R. Majewski in Ohio. We ask that you put that full armor of God around him so that he can go out there and ward off these attacks, these flaming arrows from the evil people out there, the people that have been uh, allowed themselves to be taken over by demons, by evil, Lord. None of them can stand against us because you stand for us, Lord. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All Remember, right, man. Uh, all right, brother, David, I love... David versus... David versus Goliath. Goliath was killed with Goliath was killed with his own sword. That's what we're up against. Amen. Hey, brother, I love you. We're gonna have you back on. Keep fighting. Keep in contact with me. Keep me uh, updated, and we'll bring you back on. And, and again, we'll bring you on election night as well. Okay, sir. You got it, brother. Love you guys too, man. God All right. bless. All right. See you later, man.
All right, there yeah. you go, ladies and gentlemen. O-H-I-O was in the building uh, loud tonight, and or today, I should say. And uh, so thank you to J.R. Majewski for coming in. And uh, it's always a pleasure to be able to talk to him. I want to thank everybody who's donated, too. I know there was a lot of donations coming in. I'll ask for one more big round of sharing. Uh, please, please, please rumble, like, and share. We always look for 1,500 live rumbles on this show, and we always look for more than 4,000 people. Uh, I, the people that have popped in and, and, and have not been here for a while, I want to say I love you. God bless you. Welcome back. Uh, I know there's a reason why you didn't uh, stay and watch the show, whether you're just fed up with politics, whether you were fed up with me yelling, whatever it was, but we love you. We need you back, not for numbers, but for the message. So uh, just keep that in mind. Uh, before we move on to the next topic, I do want to talk about Field of Greens, ladies and gentlemen. We are giving away an $850 Field of Greens gift basket this Friday. If you have not ordered your Field of Greens yet, you can get a discount right now. For just over 50 bucks. you can grab your jar of Field of Greens. You can get any of these kinds right here. Check them out. It gives you all the monthly organic fruits and vegetables that you need for the entire month. Every day, a daily dose, one scoop, and you get everything that God intended you to have. No more preservatives, no more crap, actual uh, greens from the ground, from the bush, from the tree, uh, vegetables, fruits, everything that you need. It cleans your body out. It cleanses you. It goes right towards your lymph node system first, cleans and cleanses that, and then continues to push out toxins out of your sweat, out of your pores. Uh, going to the bathroom. It'll be, it'll be brutal for a few weeks, but it'll be worth it. And I can tell you this, Tim Gustafson, the guy that does the insurity medical, he's already told me that a lot of people who have signed up for Medicaid through him uh, have already taught or Medicare through him have already talked about how this has already helped them field of greens and how it's already dropping pounds and making people feel better. So go to fieldofgreens.com today, promo code LFA. And we're also going to be giving away five t-shirts again tonight on the night show. So anybody that was in here today and said that they were sharing the video link, anybody who said that they were sharing, Eli's been writing it down. You still have about 10 minutes left to do that. And you'll be entered into winning a shirt tonight. Why? Because you guys showed up and showed out yesterday and put every single live from America TV host on the top 20. Now moving on, we've got to go back to Pennsylvania for a minute because we've got breaking news coming out of Pennsylvania this morning as Pennsylvania Democrat officials have sent out 240,000 ballots to unverified voters. Pennsylvanians, please listen and listen closely, okay? All right, here we go. Uh, Didn't leave, just popped out. Big screen, I could come back and watch the same time. Oh yeah, ladies and gentlemen, if you were looking on Roku and Fire Stick, it's LFA Space TV. Pennsylvania Democrats officials sent out 240,000 ballots to people they could not verify either by their social security or their driver's license numbers. Folks, in order for them to steal the election, they have to have the ballots out ahead of time so that when they receive those ballots back, they can count them for days. Do not allow this to happen. Okay? Do not allow this to happen. The ballots should have never been sent out to these voters in the first place, and they did it in Arizona, and now they're doing it in Pennsylvania. 15 Republican state representatives sent a letter to the acting secretary of the Commonwealth, Lee Chapman, after they discovered that 240,000 illicit ballots were sent out in the state prior to these 2022 midterm elections in 13 days. Deputy Secretary Jonathan Marks testified in September before the Pennsylvania House that counties are responsible to verify the voter ID when a completed ballot uh, arrives to the county. Now, it's also by the Supreme Court. This is a Supreme Court ruling as well. And the Secretary of State here, if you remember last week, I told you he's already instructed the clerks not to listen to the Supreme Court. 
So in order to hold these people accountable, the, the Republican Party of Pennsylvania needs to get all over this. The counties argued that this was nonsense. The ID must be verified before a ballot is even sent out, not waiting until it comes back. According to the Pennsylvania law, these ballots must now be set aside. We talked about this. They cannot be counted in the November 8th election until the voter produces an identification. You can bet the very few, that very few of these counties will set these ballots aside. This is how Democrats cheat. So again, I cannot do anything about this here. The only thing I can do is open up my mouth and let you guys know what's going on and you guys got to take care of it from there, okay? Moving on. Democrat PACs are already tracking midterm 2022 vote casts that have been cast by party, by age, by county, and by gender. Why is this allowed? This is why I said stop early voting by mail, stop voting early voting, period. All right? Stop early voting, period. Earlier this month, GOP chair Ronna McDaniel, Ronna Romney McDaniel, we like to call her, joined Steve Bannon, and she talked about this, and she said, vote early, vote early, vote early. This is the consequence of voting early. Not only do they know who you voted for, not only do they know the vote, uh, who voted for what, when, and where, and why, but now they're tracking your age, county, and gender, and party. Why? Because the more information they have about you that they shouldn't have, the easier it is for them to cheat. Understand that. They have dead voter rolls. They have people on the voter rolls that they should not have. They've got to have as much information as they possibly can. All right? Stop voting early if you don't have to. Okay? A lot of people just do it because they say, well, I got it out of the way. Don't get it out of the way. I understand there are people who have to vote early. I get that. But if you don't have to, please do not. Okay? Do not. I just got to get this information out as fast as and, and as loud as I can. I know we got a lot to go through here. I'm sorry we got shows coming up right after this that we have to go to. But I've got to get this information out to you guys. And, um, and that's why we're doing a, a very quick, uh, you know, bouncing from story to story. Uh, moving on. Adam Schiff for Brains and Illinois Senator Dick Durbin are demanding that Google and YouTube censor uh, more dangerous and illicit content leading up to the midterms. Congressman Adam Schiff and Senator Dick Durbin are demanding that the CEOs of Google's parent company, Alphabet, and YouTube censor extreme and harmful incel content on their platforms. Incel is a term used to describe someone who is involuntarily celibate. So stupid. The Democrat politicians cited a report from the far-left Center for Countering Digital Hate in their censorship demand. Uh, We're not going to go through the whole story, ladies and gentlemen, but we told you very, 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 very firmly that leading up to the midterms, they were going to censor about as much as they could. And that is why they're fighting so hard to keep Elon Musk from buying Twitter by this Friday. Okay? Twitter's a big one for them. Obviously, Google and YouTube, we get it. Facebook, we get it. But guess what? Nobody cares about Facebook anymore. And uh, YouTube, everybody's leaving to come to Rumble. So Twitter is going to be hopefully bought by Elon Musk by this Friday. And not that I'm an Elon Musk fan, but he is uh, vowing to to fire 75% of the staff. And in doing so, the Twitter staff has come has put together a list of demands that they have for Elon Musk. And one of those demands is, you, we demand not to be fired. Are you kidding me? We demand not to be fired. What a crock of crap. 
Good news is, though, ladies and gentlemen, is the Ask Alaska state GOP has formally censured Mitch McConnell. Yesterday, the uh, Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell, who caused a stir this summer by questioning the quality of his party's candidates, has created a new rift inside the Republican Party by spending millions to defeat Alaska GOP Senate nominee Kelly Chewbacca. Again, you're going against the grain and you're going to lose Mitch McChina. You're going against the grain and you're going to lose. So, I should give you the Smarty Award of the day because it's going to only benefit us. But because you are so incredibly stupid, let's go ahead and give that Rhino Mitch McChina. Come on, man. (laughs) We did it. We did it, Joe. Dumb, dumb award of the day. Boom. I made it that time right there for that Mitch McChina. McChina. Look, McChina. Uh, Look, ladies and gentlemen, we have got Mike Crispy Unafraid coming up next. Before we do, I want to show you a heartwarming story from President Donald J. Trump. Okay? A heartwarming story from President Donald J. Trump. And uh, this shows you exactly what kind of man he is. This shows you what kind of person he is. Shows you what kind of father he is. He literally and honestly cares about the people he endorses. uh, endorses, And he literally and legitimately cares about anybody that works with him and then is loyal to him. This is a conversation that he had, a, a phone call, where he called Blake Masters of Arizona to congratulate him on his debate against Mark Kelly. I want you to see what kind of man this, that Donald Trump really, really is. And if there's any Democrats watching... Watch close. Mr. President, how are you, sir? Doing great. Because I got a lot of complaints about that. I don't know what you did with the debate. But, but I heard you did great on the debate, but a bad election answer. You got a lot of support. You got to stay with those people. Absolutely, we stay with those people. And it was a pleasure to put Mark Kelly on the ropes. Yeah, no, he, he didn't, he's terrible, and you were excellent. Well, you thank you. Excellent. How do you feel? How do you feel about you, how you're doing? It's great. We've got the momentum. I think the race is tied right now. And, you know, the debate showed all the all the rhinos in D.C. They wanted to say, oh, Blake's unelectable, and then I just stomped Kelly. So I think now even the... Uh, he was terrible. He's, you were great. He was terrible. Is uh, Peter Thiel helping much, or what happened? He is. A little bit more behind the scenes. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what happened there, but uh, money's flowing in now. Oh, is he sending some money now? He's giving you a bio. I think so, and I think I think uh, I think it's gonna flow in now. I tell Peter to help you. Help, help. <laughs> well, I'll tell him you said that. The one yard line. Yeah. If you want to get across the line, you got to go stronger in that one thing. Because that was the one thing you a lot of complaints about. Look at Carrie. Carrie's winning with very little money, and. If they say, how is your family? She says the election was rigged and stolen. You'll lose if you go soft. You're going to lose that at the base. I'm not going soft. I've never come in to do a rally where the person lost. Not once. I mean, it's been pretty No, I'm, I'm just sure. We're going to beat this guy. You take care of yourself, and uh, you're gonna be uh, you're gonna be a rocket ship tomorrow. You watch. Have a good time, Blake. I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you, Mr. President. Bye bye. So long, man. Bye. I didn't think I went soft <laughs> on the election. <laughs> what a great video by President Trump. He actually loves and cares for people. What a concept, huh? 
What a concept. Anyway, Mike Crispy coming up next. Ladies and gentlemen, please go to LFATV.us. Check out the website. Go to your Google Play or your Apple Play Store right now. Download the app, LFA Space TV. Download the app. Take it with you wherever you go. And please, please go to JeremyHarrell.com and consider being a one-time or monthly donor. Uh, Without you, we don't exist. It's just that simple. Without you, we don't exist. Mike Crispy, Unafraid, coming up next, ladies and gentlemen, and then Anna Perez with Wrong Think right after that. Remember, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Please, again, visit JeremyHarrell.com today and uh, LFATV.us. I love you guys. Have a great day. I'll see you at 5 p.m. Eastern. Remember, keep your families close. Keep a smile on your face. Keep spreading that gospel. Mike Crispy up next. Peace.